Sports with Katie Nolan is presented by Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What made you go? This is it. This is the one. I feel good about this. It doesn't at all feel uncomfortable that I've done something super weird that I would never do in my normal everyday life. I'm going to walk into a room full of really important people, most of whom I really want to impress. I'm going to wear this stupid fucking thing, and I'm going to act like I don't think it's stupid. Hello, gummy bears. Welcome to Sports. The podcast that ends with a question mark, but starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. Hey. He's Doc. Hey. And this is today's question. Hey, Katie, Dap, Ashley. This is Joe from Chicago. Um, question for you. Uh, I'm moving home with my parents for the next two months. I'm 27 years old. Moving back home after moving out. Um, I do know an end date in August, but how do I get through the next two months while being appreciative of the parents giving me a place to live while also not killing each other? I am an only child. Um, which I think exacerbates things, and I'm a little nervous what that 60 days is going to be like. So any tips, helpful piece of advice would be greatly appreciated. Uh, enjoy the show. Love you guys. Nina. Joe, tough question. Yeah. To recap, he's 27. He has moved out but is moving back in with his parents for two months. Light at the end of the tunnel. He knows he's out in August. He wants to know how to keep from going crazy and while seeming, you know, appreciative of his parents. There's a lot here that would rest in the details that we don't have, Mm -hmm. right? Like, uh, why is it like, oh, I'm moving and my lease was up. I had two months. I'm not going to sublet somewhere, so I'm just going to move back with my parents. Is it I lost my job and I need to this or that, whatever? Um, I guess those don't really matter, but it kind of matters. Like how guilty? How much, yeah, how much of a huge favor are your parents doing you? Yeah. Either way, I think you should just err on the side of they're doing you a really huge favor letting you come back. Although I will say my mom begs me to stay. Yeah. Like parents kind of miss that. Of course. As a non-parent, I feel like I shouldn't speak on behalf of parents. I think that's Remember, a fair thing to zero say. zero children. Zero children <laughs> on Wikipedia. Uh, but I feel like, you know, my mom's always like, I can do your laundry. I can do this. And my mom likes to come to my apartment now to like... Do mom stuff in it while I'm at work mm-hmm. so that I don't have to do it, which is the, because she has the is the sweetest. Yeah. It's also because I think she probably misses momming. Of course. You you raise these beautiful children. Sometimes. Well, you're right. Children, beautiful on the inside children. Yeah. And they need Sometimes. you. They completely rely on you for years. And, and then, then they don't, they don't need to... you at all. Yeah. And so they don't have any reason to talk to you pretty much. So like. You want to go back to feeling needed. It's a it's a yeah. nice thing. That being said, that doesn't excuse you from, uh, you know, having to do. You still got to do. That's all nice in theory. Mm-hmm. You still got to live with them for 60 days. Yeah. I get what he's saying, that you're having a little bit of anxiety about going back to living with your parents. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I feel like the, the outcome, the good thing here is it's going to get you to be more social. I can't think of any other way to make me more social than to make me live with my parents for 60 days. Because right now I don't leave my house. Mm-hmm. If my parents were also at my house, I would go out. I think that's great advice. I'd hang out with my friends. I'd mm-hmm. get back in touch with people I used to know. I would say those 60 days, like while that feels like a really long time. Oh, it's going to go. that's a long time. I know, but it's but the thing is, if you can just put an end date on it, it changes everything for me. 
Because if you yeah. if it was open ended, it's like, oh, when is this ever going to end? And like, you could build one of those like Christmas calendars where every day you tear off one of the rings. <laughs> An advent calendar. <laughs> yeah, and then it's just like, all right, I'm getting them. close. <laughs> well, there's also there was a study about this a while ago that when we go back home or to familiar spaces where we last were there at a different age or played a different role, you immediately assume that role again. So like, when I go home for Thanksgiving, I may be an adult now. It's questionable. Like I said, I may be. But I go back and I immediately, something about human nature, We bec- I become the younger sister again. I'm the youngest. I'm the baby of the family. I, I assume old habits that I've grown out of in my adult life, but I have them when I'm around my family, which I think is frustrating for you because then you're like, I'm not even acting like me. Why am I acting like somebody else? That's one of the things about going home and being with your parents again, is, especially if you're an only child. You're, it's, you're just right back in the dynamic that you've left and you have to, and your part of you is going to assume your old role in it. And that's going to be really weird for you. I think it's important, awkward off the top. But if you can have that tough conversation where you're setting expectations, where you say, I'm so grateful to you guys for letting me be here for two months. I am going to be out of the house a lot, but I would love if every Sunday, like we sat down together for dinner, just yeah. like let them know what to expect. So their hopes don't get dashed either way. Yeah. Like just level set from the beginning. I think that would really help. You know what else might be cool? This could be a good chance for you to like talk to your parents like they're adults. Mm. Like I've always, there's things about my mom's life and my dad's life stories that I, they maybe told me when I was younger. I don't remember. Maybe interesting to be like, Hey, tell me about, you know, this time in your life or tell me an interesting story about when you were my age. And you know, your parents might be more willing to to tell you those things because you're only there for two months and you're an adult now. might be interesting to get to know them. I've been thinking about doing that with my family. I'm pretty sure I could write a book about my mom's life and all I'd have to do is ask her a couple questions. But that would mean I'd have to go home for a while. And <laughs> I'm tired. And, you know, worst case scenario, Joe, uh, you just listen just listen to podcasts. Mm. For two months straight, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got plenty of audio content out there. Dob, how many episodes are we on? This is episode 20, so you got at least 19 you can go back and listen to. Yeah, so you just loop those 20, which are about an hour and change. Time will be over in no time. <laughs> Don't You could listen to others, but I wouldn't. Just listen to, to ours. Over and over again. It's called Sports. And all of the voicemails on sports are brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. <laughs> best phones, best networks, no contracts. If you want to leave us a voice, if you want to what? Leave us a voicemail. If you want to leave us a voicemail, uh, you can call our number 860-506-5571. Ask for advice. Ask about advice. <laughs> Ask about sports. Really, it's up to you guys. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I should be giving people more advice on what to ask. I don't. I think okay. <laughs> I think exactly what they do is perfect. Yeah. Colin, well, we want you to be you. Some of it's not perfect. Well, some of them are weird. <laughs> But we did have a lot of people last week responding to the kid who called in saying he got in a hit and run. They were like, can we be the lawyer, the official lawyer of the sports podcast? Uh, our official answer, yeah. Yes. We're not going to pay you <laughs> a retainer or anything. But pro bono. we would Wait. love you to. Yes, yeah, stop. It's Is, pro bono. Yes. Yeah, you knew he was going to make a joke about it. No, I just want to make sure I got it right. Child. Child. Oh. oh, this is the microphone that sounds like a whale when I move it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's 
We spend too much time together. Okay, today on the podcast, we are going to chat about a couple things happening in the news, and then, uh, you know, the NBA season's coming to a close. I'm seeing a lot of people do their end-of-the-year recaps. But for me, I feel like there's, like, too much basketball in those. Mm. And so... I just want to go on record as saying this season was wacky, <laughs> and I don't want us to move on from that too fast. I think someone should be responsible for, like a time capsule, just recording in one place all the weird-ass sh- that happened in the NBA this season, so that if in the future we're like, oh, what happened in that year? We can go right back to this podcast and go, oh, those were all in the same season, like the soup thing. Don't give it away. A bunch of social media posts. So we're going to go through, what, the top ten? Sure. Yeah. We'll see if we can pull ten. <laughs> Could be the top nine. I don't know. Depends on how much research Dup did. So it'll be the top six. <laughs> best. Uh, so we're going to run through the best things that happened this season that had really nothing to do with basketball. I mean, they're tangentially related to ba- If basketball weren't happening, they wouldn't have happened. They're basketball players involved. They're basketball adjacent. So we're going to do that. Okay, but before all that, today's podcast is brought to you by, oh, new sponsor. New sponsor. (gasps) Quip. Yep, Quip. And I'm going to tell you all about Quip, if you're wondering what it is. I'd love to tell you, uh, in the style of, Dop? Yeah. Ooh, I have to do it like Dop? No. Gosh. No, no, no. Today's uh, podcast brought to you by Quip. I don't know, you Google it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, ad read done. Thanks, Ashley. You need to be that excited about it. Wasn't that, that funny. wasn't me. That was someone was that else funny? laughing. A random woman just walked by. There was just a cat outside dying. It was the microphone sliding again. So uh, so here's the thing. I was in my, uh, second ever yoga class yesterday. Oh, hot yoga? Cold yoga? It was regular yoga, but Go there was yoga. no air conditioning. So it was pretty warm yoga. Okay. And um, it made me think that's that. That's not how it works. I just well, let him, just let him talk. Okay. Go ahead. You're in your yoga class. And I was like, you know what? I would love to hear Katie do an ad read. Like she's my yoga instructor. That soothing, calming voice explaining how to be able to do the things that I need to be able to do. Uh, and this is for a toothbrush. Yep. <laughs> an ad for a toothbrush. Welcome. I'd like to start this ad read with a sun salutation, breathing in and out. Did you know most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, and forget to change our brush on time? That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not quip. How, you ask? Namaste. As we go through warrior two into our downward dog position stretching those hips up to the sky energy shooting through our fingertips quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth as we breathe just the right amount of oxygen in And out of our lungs. (laughs) Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. As I remind you to switch sides, stretching your left hip back now towards the wall 
and the east, and we raise our palms to the air, and our elbows are also doing things. Quip subscription plans are for your health, just like yoga. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars, including free shipping worldwide. Much cheaper than this expensive class. Nom. Wait, just om. Nom is food. <laughs> I was getting namaste and om. <clears throat> om. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O list, named one of Time's best inventions, and it's the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. <laughs> and as we get into our child's pose, we'll remember they're backed by a network of over twenty thousand dentists and hygienists. And hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. And we'll come back to our feet, feeling energy in our toes and smiles on the tops of our heads as the sun wishes us a new day and reminds us that Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash Nolan right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's getquip.com slash Nolan, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Nolan. Namaste. It was long, guys. That was, was a long so good. Are we was charging good, enough for these? Uh, that was a long Ad read. I wish I had video of you actually <laughs> watching you your position. You, really you have to, <laughs> otherwise you forget what you're doing, and you're like, "Well, that doesn't make sense." So I just had to start like getting in. I'm a method. I'm a method actor. Uh, I might start filming these. Me ads. and Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> that was exceptionally well done. They're just long. Stop. I'm how sorry. They, no, but I'm. You shouldn't be. I'm asking you. How long are they supposed to be? How much are they paying for? I think we're giving them twice as much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to cut down half that copy. Mm. Next time. First time they get a deal. <laughs> Second time, we're going to cut down. But it still felt good. I haven't been to a yoga class Oof. in quite some time. Yeah. Tricked me because it yeah. sounded like you knew what you were doing. Well, you've been twice. So. Well, yeah, I have been twice, so that's <laughs> so, fair. Anyone actually listening to the podcast is probably like, what the f*** does she think this is? Why is she whispering? All right, let's talk about sports. Yeah. Uh, NHL playoffs. Mm. I was going to say let's update our brackets, but there's really no need to do that because we missed a round. And so, like, let's just leave it and suffice it to say it was a real good bit while it lasted. <laughs> we did really well picking. Uh, such a good bit that the Golden Knights stole it? Stole it. Kind of. Yeah. For those who didn't see, during one of their gaudy pregame things, and I say gaudy with love, like, it's kind of the best thing, one of the best things about Vegas. Uh, they had a knight stand on the ice, right, and hold out a 
sword, I imagine. Mm-hmm. And a jet, you know how they're doing those ice animations now where they can make it look like something's happening on the ice. It isn't. A jet, because they're playing the Winnipeg Jets, uh, they were, fly into the night and get sliced in half by a sword. <laughs> Which, I mean, it, it's the first opponent the Jets had that wasn't an animal you could put in the overhead bin. So, wow. I mean, I would have probably picked the Knights. Now it's like, duh. Mm. But, um, yeah, I'm just saying. Not saying, you know, I'm just saying. But that would have been my pick. And they stole our bet. Uh, but I do think we should talk about just the Golden Knights in general. It's crazy. Really crazy. Holy cannoli. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Yep. I was going to swear and then I caught myself. Why? I went with cannoli. Why is that? Because cannolis are delicious. Okay. Doc, what do you think about the Golden Knights? I'd love to know your take. Oh, would you? I love it. I love the idea that an expansion team... Okay, wait, did, was that serious or was that a joke? No, yeah, go. Oh, okay, I didn't know if right. you had a take. Yeah, no, I just love the idea that an expansion team came in like right out the bat and you just expect them to be bad because they're an expansion team. And now it's not just Vegas that's stoked about this. I feel like everybody around the country... Is like, yeah. I'm, well, because gonna... Vegas is mostly comprised of people from around the country. That part's true. <laughs> That's okay. true. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I think it's awesome. I think there's like two ways to look at it. You know, I've seen people be like, you don't want, like, this is bad. That's not fair that they're winning. It's like, well, yeah, it is. Yeah, kind of uh, is. It's like an a island of misfit toys. It's fun to watch. Uh, there is an argument to be made that like, as a fan, as a Vegas fan, maybe you don't want to start off like this because whatever, but it's a dumb argument. I wouldn't even bother making it because you live in Vegas and so you know what it's like to win and then lose and then win and then lose. <laughs> like It's not like this is their first time being like, oh, no, I won big and now I don't know what to do. Like if anyone's equipped to handle it, it's Vegas. And you always if you don't if you start out bad. People are just going to be like, I don't care until they're good. It would be better to start out high, and then you're going to, like, now you're a real fan. All right, I'm going to follow them even through the bad years. Well, you know who mm. this is great for? The Raiders. Mm. Because now there's a passionate fan base in Vegas, and the Raiders are moving to Vegas. Oh, I see. And I, I can see. totally see that fan base being like, let's rally for the Raiders like we rallied for the Knights. Yeah. Um. Kind of a crazy thing. So, uh, obviously, the Knights are now in the Stanley Cup final. How much will Vegas lose if Vegas wins? Vegas, the entity that is gambling. Mm -hmm. How much will they lose if Vegas wins? And it's a lot. Really? Because before the season started, uh, I think in the preseason, it was 500 to 1 odds that the Golden Knights would win the Stanley Cup. Wow. And if you think about it, before, you know, this... We've now got new news coming out in terms of sports gambling across the country. But then we hadn't had that ruling yet, and mm. still nothing's really happened yet. Uh, before that, the only place you could sports gamble is Vegas. So Vegas gets a new team. You live in Vegas. You hear the odds, and you're like, oh, I'll put some money on Vegas because I'm down the street from a casino where I can do that. 500 to 1 odds if they win. Is there any information yes. on how many people actually... Biggest single payout would be $120,000 for a $400 bet made when the Golden Knights were at 300 to 1 odds, according to Westgate Superbook spokesman. 13 bets were made when the Golden Knights were at 500 to 1, but they were what this spokesman referred to as grocery money. <laughs> Not enough to make a dent. <laughs> so, like, the kind of thing I would bet if I went to Vegas. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so this says single biggest Golden Knights ticket liability for a handful of Vegas sports books. So Westgate has a four hundred dollar bet at three hundred to one odds. Wow. Um CG Technology Golden Nugget has a two hundred and fifty dollar bet at two hundred to one odds. So that's fifty K. Man, it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's just ironic that if Vegas wins, <laughs> Vegas is gonna be pissed. <laughs> like actual Vegas. Yeah. But I think it's great. I think rooting for them is great. I think one of my favorite things I've seen, uh, Dave Lozo, I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter, had a take that if they win, if the Golden Knights win, uh, that they should, all the players should wear the jerseys in their victory parade of the teams that let them go, <gasps> yeah. that put them up for. Oh, that'd be so dope. That's cool. I just think it feels like a movie script, you oh, know? It, and you know it will be. Of probably too soon. It will it'll be. probably be a movie like next year. Yeah, it'll come out. Instead of just waiting. <laughs> We don't let people forget things anymore. Just like, this is a cool story. Like 30 years from now, people are like, damn, that really happened? Because the Golden Knights were terrible every year after that or whatever the hell. Like, let the narrative yeah. finish itself before we... There's just so many cool little side stories. Like you said, it's like the replacements. They called themselves the Golden Misfits. Bark-Andre yeah. Fleury. They don't have oh, a captain. It has nothing to do with anything, but I do love that you dropped yeah, Bark-Andre Fleury. Furry. Bark-Andre Furry. Oh. Yeah. I messed it up. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. Sorry, I messed it up. That's, I thought you said it right. It's tough to say when you're used to saying Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. Which, you know, you're married to a dude from Pittsburgh, so you're probably used to saying Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, Marc-Andre Furry is a puppy, in case you didn't know. Just Google <laughs> Not it. Not a tree. Go yeah, look it up. Should, go look it up. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We segment did that segment. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also something to be said for, like, are the Knights good because no one expected anything of them, and that allowed them to rally together? Or are they just good because it was an expansion draft and only one team was in it, so they kind of got their pick as opposed to it being two teams having to pick from an expansion draft? Or are they just good because they're good? You know, it's an interesting mm-hmm. thing. Is it expectations versus reality? Like, when 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 the team was put together, the owner in August was like, yeah, we'll be pretty good in three years, and we'll make a run in, like, five or six. Just don't get ahead of yourselves about it. Mm-hmm. He set expectations low. It's like the opposite. I believe that's called the opposite Rex Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we used to just come out and be like, we're going to win a Super Bowl. We're like, okay, Rex, enough. <laughs> uh, so it's like, is that the smart strategy? Is that why they were able to work together and actually learn and become a team and, and flourish? What the? And so this is the thing is you, it's not just like we have all these cast offs, but like chemistry within sports across multiple different lines is a real thing. So just it's not a video game. You can't just throw guys out there that are supposedly good. The idea that they're this good so quickly is insane because they have no playing time with each other. They had to learn each other at the same time as they're learning how to win as a team. That's why I think it's so for me, why it's so crazy. It's not like they added a couple of pieces because they were that far away. Like they've never played with any of these guys. You got to learn their habits. You got to learn what they're going to do. You got to learn how they flow and how they skate and all these things. Like that's what's crazy about it to me. It's like an all-star team, but kind of the opposite. Yeah. 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 Cause like, like when you watch an all-star game and you're like, Oh wow, all these guys should make a perfect team, but instead they actually don't because they're all stars. Mm-hmm. This is sort of like makes more sense and is more in my head at my, my brain was just jumping a couple steps ahead of like maybe every year instead of an all-star game we should have like an all whatever game where it, those <laughs> might actually be more competitive games they should play against the all-stars Ooh, mm, to all the see rejects. if a team or a star is better yeah. it's like a malcolm gladwell take he always talks about like the team the concept of a team and like 
if the, the individual is more important than the strong team and how like LeBron is proof of that. You could put LeBron on any team and it would make the team instantly better. But that like Oladipo is the opposite of that. You put him on one team and it doesn't work and we think his career's over and he's a bust and then he moves to another team and he's all of a sudden good again. It's like mm. shows that a team is actually like Des Bryant is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Just call back to several pods ago. Yeah. When Dop and I got in a fight over Des Bryant. Yeah. I was looking at Dop's face to see if he Did remembered. It he wasn't Did, listening. Didn't remember. Cool. I think he's napping. I'm not his eyes, napping. I'm... His eyes look a little closed. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm rooting for the Golden Knights because I mean, what else? Who else would I root for? No one else. Yeah. So go Golden Knights. But will it suck if they don't win the cup now? Like, I don't know. There's so much to this that's probably not that interesting to everybody else, but it's super interesting to me. Like, now everyone's behind them. Now we're all talking about it. Now everybody's in. Like, non-hockey fans are like, yeah, Golden Knights. Like, what if they lose now? That would suck. They get the team taken away, right? That's how the rules work. Stop it. You don't win <laughs> how your good first would that year. Be? Team gone. Relegation. Wow. I Bad love team. relegation. Are you a relegation fan? Like, should that be across American sports? I have thought this through not enough. <laughs> I've, I've, it's like an interesting thought exercise, but I, there's more to it than just like you're bad, you move down. Obviously, it would get rid of people tanking. It would end, you know, people sitting out when they're seasoned, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But th- there's there are reasons to be there are arguments to be made against it that I just don't know enough about. See, Dop, when I don't know a ton about something, I'm just like, let's talk about later when I do know. Wow. Instead of just being like, yes, that's why I'll never make it in this industry. <laughs> I'm like, let me get more informed. And people are like, boo! <laughs> Just talk out of your butt! I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, alright, so does anyone else have anything on the Golden Knights? Anything else you want to say? Nope. Okay, cool. Um, we gotta get all our news. Was there any other news over the weekend? We gotta get all our news out before our NBA stuff. Second half of the pod's gonna be that very much anticipated, <laughs> nonstop talked about countdown. People were talking about it. For so, sure. I saw the tweets and stuff about it um what else happened this weekend big weekend for hats oh yes two big hat events big hat events both the royal wedding yep and the preakness hat hat which did hats you off to both <laughs> oh, i don't boy. know i'm sorry <laughs> oh, we boy. can can you edit that out no nope, please leave nope, please. <laughs> <laughs> which one did you care about more oh preakness really yeah i don't horse racing's weird and if we could just skip over that part and just talk about it without having to talk about that part, would be great for me. So what do you want to talk about? We could talk about the races and stuff, but I don't want to get into the like, oh, bad stuff. The animal side of it. Because I, I've never been into horse racing. And you know me, I'm always the like, well, that's not good or nice. And it's bad. I ruin everything. Mm. Sometimes I just have a weekend where I'm like, I am going to acknowledge that it's bad. And just try to enjoy it. Because everybody else out there just gets to enjoy these things. And I'm like, well, I can't get past this fact. Mm-hmm. Well, I've just tried to set aside that that for once. And I'm sure I'll get shit for that, too. But I watched a lot of the Preakness. Isn't it only a couple minutes? Well, there's the race. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I watched it 18 (laughs) times in a row. No, they have the whole day. Is The Preakness stakes. It's like all the... Am I getting that backwards? Maybe the stakes is the race and the pre- whatever. There's like races all day long. That's the fun part. 
Because you have never heard of any of those horses, whereas I know the ones that raced in the Preakness, you were like, of course, <laughs> all these horses I've seen all year long. Um, but it was, it, it, that's where you just hear about these horses and their crazy names, and you just get to pick them based on their names if you're me and irresponsible. Do I not have to say allegedly anymore? Mm, I don't think so. I think you can say that you do it. I mean, you're not legally doing it yet. You're practicing. Soon, not allegedly. Yeah, I was just practicing. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. But soon it'll be a, a, not alleged. It'll be confirmed. Yep. So anywho, um, yeah, that's the fun stuff. You can just spend all day like, oh, I think this one's going to win because it's named something little, spoiled little brat. And that's me. So I'm going to pick that one. Or like, oh, this one's named Switzerland and I too don't love conflict. So I'm going <laughs> to pick that one. And I had a pretty good run there. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Did you wear a fascinator hat? I did. What's that? That's the the little hats that like don't have brims that are held on with combs, like the little decorative. Oh, I thought what? you were saying that all hats are like in England called fascinators. Ooh, I don't think so. I think that's a specific kind of hat. But you said it about the wedding. Yeah, that they're called fascinators. Like the but women. some of them looked like hats. They were just perched weirdly on their head. Mm-hmm. I should I should do some more research. No, into that's fascinators. not. That's me. I just assumed you meant that like they call any like little any hat. wedding hat a fascinator but so a fascinator is that one that you fasten to your head i think so i don't think that's why such a strange hat yeah here's my thing oh here we go don't at me you just cracked your knuckles yeah. i'm excited getting for ready this. Is this Ooh, don't, at play me? The don't at me sound effect? i don't remember what it was uh yeah what's up bum, 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 bum. Is that the don't have me? No, sound that was effect? it. That's totally. <laughs> That's it. We won't get sued uh, that. For that was me, by the way. Not what? A, yeah. I apparently very good at Price is Right sound effects. <laughs> That's where my next job is. If it's not in boop, boop. Oh boy. This was so much better the first time I did it. It's gone downhill. Okay, hot take: hats and hat-based events. Fascinating to me. Wow. Ooh. Wow. That was an Azzy. Uh, because like a hat, especially a hey look at me hat, is like something you gotta have confidence to wear. And these people are just showing up to uh, royal weddings and horse races which have nothing to do with each other, but at the same time everything to do with each other. Yep. And they're just showing up with these hats like, yep. So, this is my hat. <laughs> And I could never do that. I've gained a little bit of confidence over the last few years. I used to be very not confident person. And now I'm like getting there. Not even close to wear a crazy hat in public level. All day I'd be like, is it where it's supposed to be? Did it move? Are you looking? When you look up at it, are you judging it? You hate it? I'll take it off. I'm just going to take it off. No, it's okay. I brought a bag. I'm going to put it in my bag. Like, oh, I'll just, oh, I would be so nervous all day that my hat was stupid. Hats. All of a sudden, I see people wearing hats. I'm like, teach me some of that confidence. I don't have that. You put a weird-ass thing on your head. Yours looks like a top hat with a firework popping out the side of it. (laughs) What made you go, this is it. This is the one. I feel good about this. It doesn't at all feel uncomfortable that I've done something super weird that I would never do in my normal everyday life. I'm going to walk into a room full of really important people, most of whom I really want to impress. I'm going to wear this stupid fucking thing, and I'm going to act like I don't think it's stupid. I want that confidence. How do I get hat confidence? Why don't we practice? No. Get you in front of a mirror? No. Just in your apartment? You know how dumb a hat looks on my head? 
No, I've never seen you I wear wear a a hat hat on a cover of a magazine once because I didn't know I was going to be on the cover of the magazine and I went to a photo shoot and they didn't know that I was interviewed in the magazine. They were like, it's our spring fashion issue. So we have all these forward thinking spring fashions. And I was like, me? You want me to show off your spring fashions? I had to be like, do you know what I do? Not like, do you know who I am? But like, do you know, like I don't do, I'm not the spring fashion person. They're like, try this hat. I did, and they put it on the fucking cover. I looked like an idiot. Which uh, which magazine is this? Not going to tell you. Okay. This is cool. not, go look it up. Katie is not magazine. Time magazine? That's it. It was on the cover <laughs> of Time magazine. I was hat of the year. Wow. It's you... not good, Ashley. Oh, I don't... there we go. The name was suburb from me. In case anyone's wondering. Stop, you can bleep that out. Yeah, I will. <laughs> just bleep that we'll out just tweet me. it out later. It's, it's impressive to me that people probably have like a whole closet full of hats where they have to choose which one of those ridiculous hats they want to wear you never have just like one hat like that do you right when i you... can't stop looking at this that's picture. a really good point i know please stop <laughs> you're so adorable no that's not nice what you're doing you're right doc they must have multiple hats they're choosing from or they go to a hatter oh a hattery you ever had to go to a place and been like, mm, look at all these hats. Which hat will I wear? Let me try on different hats. No, I'm like, oops. It's called lids. I didn't wash my hair today. <laughs> I'll put this hat on. But these hats. There's a woman, I'm not, I can't think of her name. She's very good on the, on the NBC sports broadcast. She does their, their horse racing stuff. She wore one of those, whatever you called it, fascinator that like sits on the side of her head and was mm-hmm. sparkly and it might have even had some like mesh or whatever on it. She's like, who? Who made that decision? How'd you know to wear that? How'd you know you weren't going to come up on my screen and I was going to go, what the fuck? I didn't. Because she was confident. If I came up on your screen in that hat, you'd be like, Katie, what are you doing? And my face would be like, I know, I know, I'm just trying to get through it. Like, I don't get how everybody just knows what hat to wear and they wear them and is never like, this was wrong, right? I made the wrong choice. I got it. I'll take it off. Good for everybody. I'm so proud of everyone except Cam at the Met Gala. Well, f- Cam Newton. <laughs> what if it's a real windy day? Like, your is your hair done well enough that if you have to take the hat off because it's so bad that like? That's a great question. I think a lot of the, those hats Bobby are like pins. held on yeah. with combs or pins. Those are or in there. Things of that nature. Okay. Maybe it's like you know when you see like a statey, like a state cop that wears his hat mm. like way on the yeah. front of his head, and you can see the strap on the back. Maybe oh, yeah. these. Maybe these fascinations have. Um, <laughs> Straps that we don't see that just are like under the chin. Yeah, just right under the That would be me. I'd be the woman that shows up with a, a bow tied under her fucking chin. And when someone's like, what the hell? I'd be like, it's windy. And I have very thin hair. And bobby pins just don't work the same on me. Stop judging me. I'll take it off. It's like when I get in a convertible and women are like, oh, here's my hair in the convertible. And mine's no. just in my nostril. And I'm like, how to get in there? It's all over the place. I just, everyone is so effortlessly crushing it. And then there's me. And I'm just, I want everyone to know, everyone at the wedding, everybody at the Preakness, you're doing it. Not the people in the, in the middle, the infield of the Preakness. Those people. My mom texted me and said, who is Post Malone? And I was like, don't worry. This is one of those things like, just don't worry about it. It's not going to enrich your life in any way. It's going to take me a long time to explain. And you're going to walk away from it feeling no smarter. So let's just say no. And she was like, fair. 
I think I get a vibe of who he is from the broadcast. <laughs> Bob Costas, apparently big Post Malone fan. Things no one needed to know. <laughs> also, Bob Costas, I noticed, no hat. Ooh. Mm. Also, it is mostly just the women that wear the hats at these things, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. About? What's that about? What's that about? I just found out this week, pardon my ignorance, that at Cannes, how do you, is that how you say it? Con? Con? That's James Con. It's Con Film Festival. That was C a n n e s. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's Can. Oh my! my no, I think you're right. It's somewhere between. Well, because I said it's a, she, I, she has to be right because yeah, whatever I said is yeah. You agreed wrong. with me, and I immediately was like, nope, I was nope, wrong. Nope, must exactly. be right. Nope. Either way, at that film festival, it's a requirement for women to wear heels to walk. Aren't on they the changing red carpet. that? I feel they like better. Be. I think somebody. Yeah, somebody. We said should no give them credit year. for 2018 that being the year that they don't require people to wear heels. Yeah. The fuck is that about? That's a big no-no. And that's why I've never been invited. I've been trying to figure out, like, what is it that's <laughs> keeping them from inviting me? And it's it's the flats. I was wondering if you were going to complain about having to wear heels on that red carpet after complaining about your magazine cover and how hard it is to ride in convertibles. <laughs> Just a nice drive. My dad drives a Sebring convertible. <laughs> I am not bragging. He insists on putting the top down when it's above any degree above 59 and my hair just doesn't like it (laughs) and i see women look effortless in their mazda miatas (laughs) you know the fancy convertible (laughs) my dad's dream car but i'm like i I can't i can't do it it just bothers me i'm bad at womaning sometimes and i just want the other women out there to know i see them and hell yeah good for them i don't have what you have and you're crushing it and making me feel bad about myself which is good it's a good thing you're doing you're motivating me to be better in the passenger seat of my dad's chrysler sebring <laughs> so thank you is that everything about sports we had to do today that was about is sports else happened yeah it was about the preakness oh that's right i just like that name preakness sounds like freakness oh and also it's what's his face one the horse justified. Yep. And so we are still in the running for maybe a triple crown. Mm. But he, I will say he didn't win by as much as everybody thought he was going to. Going into the race, everybody gave their picks and unanimously all the analysts were like, I got to pick justify. I just can't see anybody else winning. Uh, and it was closer than it should have been. He didn't run away. <laughs> oh boy. Wow. <laughs> he wanted to and the other horses were like, nay. Stop it. Stop. Um, Stop. So. Stop. You know. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Uh, all right. We're going to get into our, I mean, how many tweets have we gotten rolling in about this uh, NBA countdown we're doing? I can't. Someone should name them. a show that. <laughs> NBA countdown. Write that down. Write that down. Before we get into that much anticipated, uh, our podcast today is brought to you by New Advertiser. <gasps> I did the same sound last time, so I wanted to change it a little, but yeah. I only thought about that halfway through, and then I was like, you shouldn't have. Well, you know what I can do? Do it again. New advertising. No. Just here. No. Just go ahead. You're not going to hit the table, are you? No, 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 no. New advertiser. Oh. Uh, our podcast today is brought to you by, oh, new advertiser. See, I it's knew it. So that's so, that's violent. not any better. It doesn't. It makes people feel uncomfortable because you're so. slamming into the table. I don't think it does. The Black Tux! Woo! <laughs> uh, which I'm going to tell you about right now in the style of... Ashley? My turn. No, I know. I'm, 
and you want me to do it in the style of Ashley? <laughs> oh God, that's no. where you guys are supposed to jump no, 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 in no, no, and no, no, tell no. me the style. Okay, so you're gonna pretend to be nice, but you're actually mean <laughs> to your friends. So wow. this- <laughs> that was <laughs> both hurtful and accurate. <laughs> More hurtful in its accuracy. I realized I was trying to nail your laugh, but I only, it was mine's worst. Yours isn't that bad. I'm just bad at impressions. If anything, these ad reads should have taught you that by now. I would like you to do this ad read in the style of a 1920s newsboy trying to sell some papes. Some papes? As they called them back in the 20s. Haven't you seen newsies? Get your papes. Extra, extra, read all about it. Look like the bee's knees with the black tux. Make stepping up your style for a wedding or special event easier than ever before, see? So you can make sure you look as great as your date. For only a clam. Is that dollar? <laughs> so probably a couple clams. This is an ad read. I still have to get it right. The black tux is hotsy totsy. Whether you're going for a stylish selected outfit or building a custom look, the Black Tux has tons of new suits and tuxedos to choose from for your big spring events. The Black Tux is always changing up their looks, you see? Making it fun to try out different suits and tuxedos. Bub, even if you have your own suit, switching up with the Black Tux is always a great idea. And check this out, you wise guys. With their new fit algorithm, you don't have to awkwardly measure yourself. Or ask a friend for help, like, hey, bud, give me a hand here, huh? The Black Tux does it for you. Plus, the Black Tux free home try-on lets you see the fit and feel the quality, eh? Of your suit months before your event. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event. That's right, 14, a fortnight. Oh, sorry, Dom. (laughs) And don't forget how simple returns are. Wear it, turn heads, then send it back three days after your event. Easy peasy. Everything's Jake. That's what they said. Okay. And guess what shipping's gonna cost you? Nothing. Nada. You might think that sounds like bonus balonis, but it ain't. So go tell it to Sweeney. <laughs> Stand out of your event for the right reasons with the black tux. Just like on The Bachelor, a show that will be out soon. Extra, extra. <laughs> Read all about it in the papes. That's what we call the newspapers here in the 1920s, you see? Extra, extra, it's the call to action. To get $20 off your purchase, visit theblacktux.com slash Nolan. That's theblacktux.com slash Nolan. It's a website. We don't have those yet. You get $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux. Premium rental suits and tuxedos delivered. Zazzled. That means drunk. (laughs) I don't know. My throat hurts from it for whatever reason. Well, you were yelling the whole time. I did yell the entirety of that time. <laughs> it's fine. Guys, guess what we've arrived at? Uh, the end of the podcast. No. <laughs> it may feel that way with how long we've been sitting here, but you are incorrect. We've arrived at our list of the top 10 moments from this NBA season. The one that commenced in 2017. And we'll reach its conclusion here in 2018. Wow. I thought there'd be more. Ex- I was going to. I mean, at least I, from you listen, guys. Some I was excitement. going to do the drum roll, but I was really you know, I was there, it put isn't, down last it time. It isn't so. drum roll or nothing. Those aren't like your only options. It seems like you think it's drum roll or like, wow. <laughs> and you could, you could do a happy medium. 
You're also not off the hook, Dop. A little clapping would have been nice. I've clapped before, and you're like, don't clap. That feels weird. Why would you clap? Why would you bring a whale to the office? These are all questions. I don't know. I don't know. We're all... <laughs> All right, so the point of this is because, like, some great shit happened, and we should talk about it before the season's over because someone's got to. Mm. I mean, I'm sure there was basketball things, shooty hoops or whatever. <laughs> shooty hoops. This Stop it. Now you're going to make up 1920 words the entire rest of the episode <laughs> that you're going to do. That's hogwash. That's a whole bunch of malarkey. <laughs> Applesauce. Crisscross. Oshkosh bagosh. Okay. Starting at number 10. My number 10 moment from the NBA season. The Cavs-Arthur memes. Backstory. So the the Cavs lost five in a row? Five out of six? They were bad. In the fall. Remember when they were bad? It was like November. Yeah. Uh, The early November dot? Yeah. I like that. No, I appreciate it. Eight fingers. Yeah. So LeBron posted on Instagram... It's just my favorite thing about basketball. It's like LeBron is frustrated with his team. What's he going to do? Well, obviously go on social media about it. Like what an amazing sport. It's the sport that's closest to the challenge in that way. <laughs> so anyway, he goes on Instagram, posts a picture of uh, Arthur with the crumpled up fist. After that, I don't know when he wrote like mood, which is whatever. And then after that, they won three of their four games after he posted that. And then they had that big 23 point comeback against the Knicks. And Channing Fry, Dwayne Wade, who was on, still on the Cavs at the time, Jeff Green, J.R. Smith, all posted happy Arthur memes after the game. It was great. That's awesome. It was great. But have, did you see when John Legend dressed up as Arthur? Oh, I think I did. Oh, gosh, it's the best. So good. It's really, go look it up. <laughs> good. <laughs> he just embraced it. Yeah. It made me so happy. I think it's good, but it's number 10 on my list because it's not even close like that's that's typical NBA season shit. Yeah, we're gonna get into weirder shit. <laughs> so let's move on from this quickly because there's gonna be a lot to dive into. Number nine: Joel Embiid eating a cheeseburger while getting a foot massage pregame. I've seen two hours before the game, ninety minutes before the game, he was just housing a burger. I think it looks like a double cheeseburger, and it also looks like he has another burger in his lap. Yeah, just in case, on standby, second burger. And I love that. Because I've always said, why exercise if it's not so that you can eat whatever the fuck you want to? Yep. <laughs> it's always weird to me when people are like, oh, I'm, I'm an athlete. I, I'm Tom Brady. I can't try coffee. I can't try that. Like, yeah, you can. You're Tom Brady. You're in shape. This is why you do that, right? Right. What's the fucking reason of going to the gym if it's not so that you can eat a cheeseburger whenever you want to? I don't know. I mean, or you could not go to the gym and still eat a cheeseburger whenever you want to. Yeah. That's your best life. That's what I do. <laughs> I don't think that's recommended oh, health-wise. Right, 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 right. But I just like seeing, you know, NBA stars. They're also, just like us. Like, the Sixers were on a winning streak at that point. They like, did lose that game. If though. that was his pregame routine, you know, why mess with it? Well, they lost, so. He still had a game-high 25 points. He did. So They he lost. Did. It wasn't his fault. Could yeah, but he needs to. I mean, you know how many calories those players must burn. Our next uh, okay. headline. <laughs> I don't want to talk about calories on this podcast. I'm dog. just saying. Okay, all right, fine. You're right. Okay, you're right. incredible moment number. Or what are we calling this? Incredible moments. Sure. Number eight. Ooh, Shirt trolling. Yes. So there was Ben Simmons saying that he thought he should be rookie of the year, 
And Donovan Mitchell shows up to a game in a hoodie that has a definition of rookie printed on it. So good. So petty. It's so great, though. Was that Adidas? It was Adidas. Like, how, did they, did they initiate? Did he initiate? You, you gotta s- wonder. You say Adidas? You say Adidas? No, I say Adidas. No. I think it's a, um, Adidas. Either way, it's Adidas. The guy who came up with it calls it Adidas. Mm. Um, so he wears that shirt because obviously Ben Simmons, this isn't his technically, it's not his first year, but it's his first year playing. Loved that. So I also great. love when they ask him about it. He's like, yeah, I don't really think about rookie of the year. Like, no, you just wore the, you just wore the hoodie though. Cool. It was the then only there clean was, thing I had in my drawer. That's yeah, all. Yeah, right. I, was. I just <laughs> had this lying around. It just, it's not, does this, why, does this apply to something happening right now? I don't even know what that is. Uh, oh, and then I believe Webster's Dictionary, Miriam Webster got in on it too and tweeted like, Do you, let us know if you need the definition of plays. Yeah, like I that. remember that. Which was like, okay. Our dictionary's been getting spicy online lately. <laughs> I like it, but I'm also like, I don't know if I like it. I like it. You're supposed to be in charge of the words. You're supposed yeah. to be out here burning people. I don't need you taking sides. Words. Anyway, next shirt. Uh, there was the, the Terry Rozier, uh, Eric Bledsoe thing. Mm. That all started after game one of Buck Celtics. Terry, Scary Terry, inadvertently referred to Eric Bledsoe as Drew. Honest mistake. Different sport. <laughs> yeah. Then Bledsoe responded by repeatedly suggesting that, uh, he didn't know who Terry was. Uh, and then Terry shows up game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals wearing a Drew Bledsoe jersey. <laughs> so good. Love it. Really great. Great shirt trolling. There was also when Lonzo Ball showed up to uh, Madison Square Garden in a Nas shirt, like the Nas album, but with his face on it. Yeah, that was confusing to me. So on their show, you know that uh, they got a Facebook show, mm-hmm. Ball and the Family. <laughs> um, He went on that show and said that like Future and Migos are real hip hop and that like no one listens to Nas anymore. I think there was an Instagram post of like his manager or something wearing this shirt that he wore before that. And then he showed up at MSG. So was New York and walks in with Nas's album, but with his photo uh, photoshopped over it. It's like, what's he what's he the other ones were very clear motivations. And they were funny and lighthearted. Like, what is this? Like, Nas is not that game. I, I don't. Yeah, I didn't really get what he was going for. He was going for this. What the? This what they do? Stir up the pot. Mm. No one listens to Nas anymore. Like, get new friends. If your friends don't <laughs> listen to Nas, yeah, uh, Dop. Yeah, Dop. Sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> and then there was while we're talking about clothing trolling, uh, everything Russell Westbrook wore this season. Just trolling, just, just trolling himself and us. <laughs> This se- that white on white thing was this oh. season, right? With the short pants, with the gloves, the with like the, oh. the like Beetlejuice fingerless <laughs> striped black and white gloves, and the pants that go up too high on his waist and too high on his ankles, so they just look like they're in the wrong spot. Yeah, very. He looked like a doctor. He looked like one of those like Westworld technicians. Ooh, yeah. It looked blood proof, like spatter proof. <laughs> like it looked like I'm wearing this in case things get messy. Just probably why he was wearing it. Was under boob shirt this year too? When he just had those two slits right under it, like the Regina George shirt. Yep, January 2018. Yep, that's what I thought. 
I mean, that's one of those timeless looks. It could have been five years ago. It could have been this year. It's tough. I don't keep up with fashion. What did I just say? Incredible moments? Yeah. Number se- incredible moment number seven. When LeBron congratulated himself on 30,000 points before getting 30,000 points. And I'm just going to now read the full caption. As a 1920s newsboy. No, 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 no. <laughs> My throat still hurts too much. Okay, here's what he wrote. Want to be one of the first to congratulate you on this accomplishment achievement tonight that you'll reach? Exclamation point. Only a handful has reached slash seen it too. And while I know it's never been a goal of yours from the beginning, try, parentheses, please try, to take a moment for yourself on how you've done it. The house, capital, you're about to be a part of has only six seats in it as of now, but one more will be added and you should be very proud and honored to be invited inside. There's so many people to thank who has helped this even become possible. Parentheses. So thank them all. And when you finally get your moment, parentheses, alone, to yourself, smile, look up at the higher skies and say, all caps, thank you. So with that said, congrats again, young king, with a little king emoji. One love, hashtag strive for greatness, hashtag the kid from Akron. So... Where to begin? Um, look, it must be very difficult to be LeBron, mm. right? Everyone's always looking at you. You got to be the best. You can't not be the best. But like this kind of stuff is like, what are you doing? He's telling himself to take a moment alone to thank everyone and to and to and to look up at the sky. But instead, he's looking literally at his phone because he's posting a picture of himself and he doesn't thank a single person in it. He thanks himself and he's posting a picture of himself. A lot of parentheticals that I'm not sure were necessary. Almost Shakespearean. Mm. Like, you know, the chorus is supposed to be the voice of the people. It's just like, what is the what are those? Are those refrains? Uh, And just young king is a prince. Congrats, young king. That's a prince. <laughs> Who's the one love? Is it him? Is I it think one basketball? love is just like a thing. Just a thing you say. Yeah, like you say love. it to someone like your your one love is who you say that. Who is to. Bob Marley saying it to? That's a great question. I think it's just one love, like one love. Like sometimes people like the way people say like peace out, or like one love. Or he's saying I only love myself. I don't know. <laughs> I think the rest of the post says that. So one love is the least egregious part. Maybe it was Kevin Love. <laughs> probably not could have been probably not but let's be honest it could have been maybe could've that's been. who he was thinking it feels like he's trying to be humble through this entire thing but it just comes across sounding like a circle jerk there's just, there's just no way to be humble in an in a in nope. a, a paragraph long instagram post about yourself so it's either like be humble or don't be humble but don't write a paragraph long instagram post about an achievement you haven't even achieved yet congratulating yourself on achieving it uh and reminding yourself to be humble it just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. A lot of LeBron haters out there. I'm not even <laughs> one of them. I'm just saying, like, you, this doesn't, this is, this is a beautiful piece of art. An entire paragraph written to himself about how himself should take some time alone and stop doing things for everybody else and also thank everyone who helped him get there. And then he only thanks himself. That's my number seven moment. I don't think we should call it incredible moments. It feels like too big. Number six. Yes. Drake versus Kendrick Perkins. Here in the year of our Lord, 2018. Kendrick Perkins is who we're going after on the sideline. 
It was game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals in May. It was, wow, was that really only like three weeks ago? Yeah. Holy cannoli. I know, time goes, holy cannoli is what I always say. Can you say it more than once in the same podcast and I still have it be cool? I'm sorry. Was I don't it? think it was ever cool. <laughs> it was cool the first time? <laughs> okay, sorry. Great point. Great point. <laughs> and if anyone was going to make a rule about it, you could. But it was basically at halftime... Perkins was talking trash to Serge Ibaka. Not playing. Not playing. In a suit. In a suit. <laughs> talking trash to Serge Ibaka, who used to be on his team. And Drake overheard it and got all upset, and they started yelling at each other. They had to be separated, but like NBA separated, which is like, hold me back, hold me back. But really, you don't have to, because I'm not fighting. So here's my thing. Kendrick Perkins obviously winning that fight. Duh. Not even close. Nope. So if you're Drake, what was the goal there you got like as fans do you like the idea of like oh this dude's a fan he's acting like a fan he's talking shit to a player kind of because the player's wearing a suit uh <laughs> and it's kendrick perkins like are you are you like i love that or are you like what are you doing you get to sit on on the court like same thing happened kind of with uh with what's his face kevin hart talking shit mm. on the court and it's like what are you guys doing why are you inserting yourself in the narrative? And then at the same time, you're like, well, I don't know. I'm a fan. And if I could get that close and talk shit to the opponent like I do at my TV, yeah. I, I might do it. I think that might be it. Like if you're a real fan and that's how you're used to watching games. Like if you imagine if you could say that stuff to people's faces, I wouldn't because I'd be terrified. Yeah. Like that other game this year when someone, a fan said something to Russell Westbrook and Russell turned around, like got oh, in his face and the guy immediately so was good. like, what? Sorry. I love, you so, I love your work. It's like when you reply to someone on Twitter and they're like, oh, I didn't mean it. I didn't think you'd see it. Like, yeah. Oh, I saw it. Now what the fuck? You know, me super intimidating, very physically imposing. I think if so, he yeah, got, I, I, no, go. if he got in a fight with Kendrick Perkins, I think it would finally put all the Degrassi stuff behind him. Like, I think that's I the thing. I don't know. I think it would remind us all of Degrassi because Drake would be in a wheelchair <laughs> if he ever got into a fight so with Kendrick bad. Perkins. My goodness. We've arrived at what number? Five. Five. This is my favorite one. We're halfway through, so we had to get excited again. <laughs> and, you know, the energy that comes from that drum roll really gets the people going. Okay, my number five moment was when the dude uh, the at a Pelicans game... Yes. Got on the court during yes. warmups in the official Pelicans warmups and actually got the ball <laughs> and then shot an absolute brick <laughs> before finally a cop was like, what? You're not supposed to be here and came and got him. And then I'm pretty sure walked him back to his seat. Yeah. Which like, lucky you, man. So, I mean, it was a harmless crime. It was, it's beautiful. Great. It's like the so stretching good. he was doing. He had the hood up. So it turns out he's a comedian. That's Tony Roberts. He's a comedian from Detroit. And he's friends with DeMarcus Cousins. And I believe this was also the game that ended DeMarcus Cousins' season. Oh. Yeah. So a happy moment from a bad moment. So you're ruined that story. Well, I just <laughs> read the facts. I also could be wrong. It may have been the game after. The cup actually is the best caricature of a cup as well he's like the big, oh yeah the mustache, big mustache he like points his finger and is angrily like, like you can't do that down. i just how, who gave him the ball oh i don't know this is very related to that drake story of like you're sitting right there just hop you up, just want to kind of participate yeah. so if you're drake you just yell and if you're this dude you're like i don't know 
I can just dance. He dances a little too much. I think that was his uh, giveaway. Yeah, that was what gave it away. Really? That and the shitty basketball shot. I was going to say, uh, his jumper must be so broke that that's how the cop like decided, like, oh, yeah, you don't deserve to be out It here. doesn't come near the... I think um, somebody said it hit the backboard, maybe? The side of it? Ooh. The side of the backboard. Hey, this is one of those awkward bounces where you're like, I'll leave for the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he's doing a little too much, like, yeah, holy shit. This is happening. Like you could see it in his body language. Uh, but man, what a what a thing for us all to strive for. If us all ever got courtside seats, <laughs> kind of amazing. No one's ever tried that before. Just wear the official warm up. Yeah, and just try to get out there during warm ups. It's a great idea. Very inspiring. What are you saying? It look like a basketball player. Like you could just turn it right around on the cop. Maybe a little tougher for us. No, nah. Nah, you haven't seen me as a little boy. It's very convincing. Oh. oh. I'll show you photos. Okay, that's number five. Number four. Of course, Kevin Durant's accidental Instagram like. It was one of those posts where it was like a photo of Giannis saying something and then uh, Katie saying something, which was like giving advice to Giannis. And then in the Instagram comments, as the Internet does, people were just getting in fights back and forth about something. And one guy wrote in reply to another guy, uh... Subpar LMFAO. The problem was Westbrook. They had a good ass team, and uh, KD accidentally liked that. <laughs> Couple things here. Good ass team was not hyphenated. Mm. Oh, so that I have a problem with that. Oh, like, different meaning. Good. It's a good ass team, which is like, well, I mean, I would never objectify an athlete, so I can't weigh in on whether or not I think that <laughs> the Thunder with. Durant and Westbrook were a good ass team. Um, You'd think with Russ, like Russ's outfits, maybe we would have a better. Like I don't feel comfortable proof. with you talking about his clothing or his body. It's just <laughs> not something we do here on this podcast. You're right. I'm sorry. I think I would suggest to whoever the user was that wrote that for, for me or not, just good ass, like good hyphen ass, right? Mm-hmm. Would be a good ass team. That's a good ass suggestion. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, and then accidental like. That's tough. Liking a like a photo sometimes yeah, is, is happens that like does happen. when you double tap to zoom in and you're like whoops <laughs> I like that photo from five years ago on this guy's Instagram that I was digging through and it's three in the morning and I shouldn't have done that <laughs> sorry Jake Dylan Hall but uh, you know he gets those push notifications uh, but like accidentally liking a comment yeah it's tougher I mean I guess it could be while you're scrolling through if your finger lingers for a while on the heart. Still seems tough. On the same, on the other side of that token, on the other hand, on the same in the earth. Um, I don't love this policing of people's likes. Mm. It's a thing we started doing of like, oh, such and such liked this tweet. Let's yell at them for it. It's like, okay, I, I didn't tweet anything. I just liked someone else's tweet. Can we not? Why are we going through people's likes? Remember a couple of years ago? Maybe you don't, but Pablo Sandoval. During a Red Sox game, oh, yeah. <laughs> liked a picture of like a woman's butt or something on Instagram and then got in trouble because he wasn't supposed to be on his phone when he was in the bathroom during a game, which is like, okay, but like only we only caught that because somebody was going through their Instagram feed and mm. they have that that section of Instagram you can click on that shows you what people you follow are liking and commenting on. Get rid of that. Sh- 
We don't need that. Also, sometimes you need your phone when you go to the bathroom. Always. always And you have to take it every time. Otherwise, when you do take it, people will know why you're taking it. Mm -hmm. Can't be that person that only takes it for the long trips. Because then they'll be like, (laughs) oh, one of those, huh? And you're like, no, I. oh, you're right. Can't have a tell. Anyway, I don't think we should police people's likes. At the same time, accidental like, get out of get out of my face with that. I guess it's better than like, oh, I got hacked. You yeah. got hacked, and someone liked a comment on a random Instagram post. I doubt it. But just be like, yeah, I liked it. Especially with his, uh, especially with his history, <laughs> his shady history. Has he answered for that yet? Has he at any point been like, yeah, I did reply to tweets thinking I was under my burner account, but was actually under my verified Twitter account that has, what, millions of followers? And then I deleted them. Ah! Whatever. I think it's sweet. I but it's too. also like, I'd be mortified. Well, yeah. Mortified. But also, I think burner Twitter accounts are a great idea. For you, because your other Twitter account isn't verified and with tons of people like looking at what you have to say. I mean, I could just use my Twitter account to do Yeah, your Twitter account is a burner account. <laughs> it just happens to have the same name as you. I just sometimes there are things I want to say to people that are not approved. You just say them. Mm. Says who? Just do that thing everybody does, the catch-all in their Twitter bio that's like, the tweets posted here do not reflect the opinions of my employer. There's got to be a reason everybody does that, and it's probably because, like, legally that covers your ass. That's what I think. I think I have that in mind. You probably do. (laughs) Except I don't tweet. I just like nice things people say. Yeah, no, you, and you also like things people say back to people say mean things. Go police Ashley's like. (laughs) That's going to be a boring trip. Okay. Number three. The soup incident. The soup's number three? Yeah, I know. (gasps) So this is where I had to start making some tough calls. But trust me, soup is number three. So quick background. It was March. The the Cavs were playing the Sixers. It was a Thursday night. They were playing the Sixers. And like a couple hours before the game, all of a sudden it was like, J.R. Smith is suspended uh, due to an incident. Took place at shoot-around. We're not going to talk about it. And everyone was like, oh, we're going to fucking talk about it. (laughs) What do you mean? And then we found out on Friday morning uh, that Smith had thrown a bowl of soup at assistant coach Damon Jones. Period. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. And it was like, a couple follow-ups. These were my follow-ups. Number one, what type of soup? We have Mm. since found out it was chicken tortilla. Okay. 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 Was it hot? Mm. Did he also throw the bowl? Mm. Was it in a styrofoam bowl? Was it in a mug? I like to eat my soup out of a mug. It makes me feel like I'm homey and like, or I'm at like Panera. Like a, one of those big mugs. Oh. That's how I like to eat my soup. I didn't know that. Okay. Why would you know that? I, I've never no. thrown it at you before. I know, but I've also, okay. But it matters. Like, did he just take the soup in its container and splash it at him? Like you, a glass or, of yeah, like you wine would throw, or something? Like you're a or real water? housewife? Yeah. Or or did he take the whole bowl and like Just throw it, it at his face? Mm. Two very different crimes there. Mm-hmm. Also, speaking of crimes, did anyone want to talk to anybody about it? If it was a, an assault? I never heard anything else about that. <laughs> was it his face or was it like Great question. I don't think we ever got answers to any of these questions. Someday I will provide them for you. That's a big promise. I will devote the rest of my life (laughs) to the oral history of the soup incident. The oral O-R-A-L or oral A-U-R-A-L? Somebody has pointed out to me that it's... Somebody corrected me that it's not pronounced oral when it's A-U-R-A-L. It's like oral. I don't remember, but it's somebody was like, oh, you're getting it wrong. That's why. And I was like, oh, makes 
That's never happened before. <laughs> More questions. How close did he actually get to hitting him? Like, did he throw it in the vicinity of him of like, oh, take this soup. Like, I'm mad, but not mad enough to hurt you. Or was it genuinely like, my soup is on your face now? Right? Mm. Like, I've thrown a drink, air quotes, but you're not really trying to hit the person. And then I've thrown a drink. Really? I've smashed a bottle on a bar and held it like a weapon. I'm being facetious. Oh, oh gosh. That I sounded so real. real. Guys, what? Gosh. That, life as a bartender is scary sometimes. You can't take a beer bottle and smash it and have it as a weapon. You'd get arrested. What if someone was, like, coming at you? I do jokingly grab bottles like that and make it seem like I'm going to smash it. But I'm just joking. But now I'm judging by your reaction to thinking I did that. I should stop telling that joke in public. I thought you had to like defend yourself. Like, like Yes, I have, but not with a knight, not with a shiv. (laughs) I don't know as though bottles break that conveniently too whenever you try and do it. They do. Do they? Oh yeah, but I would be the person that tries to smash it and it bounces (laughs) back up and hits me in the head. That would a thousand percent be me. Knock your bonnet hat right off. Other things, what did the coach say? What did the coach say to him to get him to throw that soup? Great question. As others here at ESPN may ask, what were the elements of provocation? I just want to know. Uh, how'd they move on from that? Mm. See him the next day like, hey, coach. Yeah, hey. Sorry about the uh, soup thing. Yeah. Thanks. Like, does he does he say sorry? Do I you avoid so. it? I don't know. I think I'd avoid it. Like that hit and run. Just like, well, drive away. <laughs> uh and lastly, are you eating soup at shoot-around? <laughs> Maybe for Joel and Bob. I was just going to say that. <laughs> is that a performance food? Mm, chicken tortilla. Chicken tortilla you got your carbs, soup. You got your protein. It, did you get it to go somewhere? Were they offering it at practice? Where did you get soup? That's a great question. Like, what a strange... It wasn't like a power bar. Or a cliff bar. Like, it wasn't a... Mm. just going to throw this soup at you. I have so many... Were there crackers in the soup? Like, were the little tortilla strips in it? Oh, those strips. Because oh, if so you're good. at the bottom of the bowl, you've eaten all the strips. It's just you've got soup left. So there wouldn't have been any projectiles. But maybe yeah. if it was... A, How much soup was in there? Great question. Because if it's just the drops at the bottom, it's really not that. It really doesn't count, and the coach should suck it up. Mm, I think so. This it, it, There's too much of a spectrum that this could be a terrible thing that he did, or, like, really not a big deal, but mm-hmm. hilarious. And we don't know where it falls on that, so it's been tough to make jokes. <laughs> like, was this a real thing, and we should be, okay, maybe we don't joke? Or is it like, hey, he just threw a paper cup at you, get over it. Okay, that was number three. <laughs> Who throws a soup? Honestly. <laughs> Number two moment of the NBA season. Fergie's national anthem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My goodness. Fergie's beautiful. Dop, what are the rules? Can we play some of it? Um, unfortunately, we can't because it was broadcast on national television. What if Katie recreates it? Yep, we can do that. That's my best. That was actually pretty good. (laughs) So bad. It was unforgettable. I'll tell you that much. My God. I actually forget everything except that sentence. All the cutaways of the NBA players. Everybody laughing. Somebody, somebody in the booth at some point has to be like, or not in the booth, in the, in the control room has to be like, let's just keep the camera on Fergie. And to be fair, she looked great. She did. Getting over a breakup. She came out and everyone was like, let's do this. And then they were like, let's stop doing this. Like two <laughs> seconds let's in. Let's do this less. I mean, that was a much needed 
thing that brought the whole country together. <laughs> Everyone was like, look, we don't see eye to eye on anything. I'm team JR, you're team soup victim. Like, we're all on different sides of every issue, but we can all agree. <laughs> this is the most disrespect that's been paid to our national anthem in years. How happy she was afterwards, too. She, like, she nailed she it. She was like, did it. I did it. <laughs> she Like, her face looked like she was, like, fist pumping for herself. She didn't do the actual, like, Sally on her knee with the fist, but she, in her head, was going, yeah, crushed it. Poor thing. What do you think happens when you get off? You go back, you open up your phone, and your phone is just like, mm, that was the worst I've ever seen. And you're like, oh, fuck. I thought I nailed that. <laughs> but again, we said this when it happened. At no point. Did anyone say, hey, I hate this. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Do you think she did a, a practice version 100%. that way? 100%. Because mm. she said she wanted to make it, uh, she's trying to make it special. This was her official response. I've always been honored and proud to perform the national anthem. And last night I wanted to try something special for the NBA. I'm a risk taker artistically. <laughs> Some of her outfits have been risky. <laughs> that was a very mom take of you. That's a respectful mom about her Super Bowl outfit. I'm thinking in terms of like, are you a risk taker artistically? Is it because you say like my humps? Like, oh, you did it. Uh, But clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone or like the actual any of the right tones. It was a little flat. Uh, I love this country and honestly tried my best, which makes you go, okay, that's sweet that you did try your. But so at some point she had to be like, oh, I want to do a sexy national anthem. And I, I believe I may be thinking of something else, but. I believe they, so for the Super Bowl, they record those in a, in a recording studio, like a week before they do it. But someone heard that was going to be her version. It's impossible that no one else heard because they had to do the music and shit. That's true. And nobody went, hey, hey, Fergie Ferg, I feel like <laughs> a less Fergalicious anthem would be good. Mm. That's a tough conversation to have. I guess at least we all agreed on an anthem. Also, the conversation that you're paid for, though. Like, if you, someone's got to be able to have that conversation with her. Like, that's their job is to be able to say, mm, we, you gotta, we gotta try that differently. Yeah. It's that's also why you have possible. trusted people. Sometimes you, yeah, sometimes you trust people who just have sh- opinions and you don't realize their opinions are sh- until you follow their advice and then go, oh, world didn't like it. Why didn't you stop me? Like, I don't know. I thought, it, I thought it was nice. I thought it was a nice spin. You ever had a friend that's like, I don't know. I liked that outfit. I don't know why everybody's making fun of you. You're like, well, because it's ugly and you told me I should wear it. This hat. This fucking hat. <laughs> so here's the thing, though, Katie. Let's be honest, because this is what we're saying. If she said, I love this hat and I want to wear it, and you're like, all right, get it, girl. Maybe not that's on, what happened. Yeah. Not Maybe that's what TV. happened with Fergie. If okay. Ashley said, I love this hat and I'm going to wear it while I sing the national anthem <laughs> at the NBA All-Star Game, I'd be like, Ash, I need you to, you got to trust me. Take that hat off you look really dumb if she'd been like i'm gonna wear this out for the rest of the day i'd be like you know what i'm sorry i'm i ruined a thing you love you go you do you girlfriend um this not in front of a bunch of people not i here. would pro- i would protect my friend in the meanest way possible i would make fun of her relentlessly to get her to take it off because i'm a good person i looked great in it number one moment <gasps> it's obvious what this is gonna be oh yeah, yeah. Secret hallway. Yes. The uh, uh, Rockets Clippers game. You guys, this was this was everything I've ever wanted in an NBA game. I know it's a tough ask, but I'd like the NBA to do this more next year. 
I need more of this. More. I need more of like, okay, a game happened and there were some interesting things in this game. Like, you know, Austin Rivers, coach's baby didn't uh, stop talking the whole time, even though he was wearing a suit, he wasn't even playing. And I believe I remember Blake Griffin taking his pants off. Like somebody ripped oh, his yeah. pants or something and he had like a, a booty pad hanging out of his, his pants. All that's interesting. And then uh, basketball. Basketball. And then because of the heatedness of the basketball, a hilarious, like, West Side Story thing <laughs> played out in in the underbelly of the stadium. I fucking love that. I need that. Because then the next time they play, you're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Like, we get to do – that. It was the most fun day working in sports TV. <laughs> sports TV, Sports media. Mm-hmm. Working in sports, sports, Snapchat. Working in sports, Snapchat. It was a good day. Uh, I just loved everything about it. I loved that um, Clint Capella went to the front door of the Clippers locker room and knocked, which was either <laughs> so he good. didn't get the memo and they were sneaking around the back <laughs> or a diversion tactic. So everybody went oh. to the front door and were like, hmm, no thanks, Clint Capella. You can't come in. Uh and then Adrian Wojnarowski reported that uh, Capella was confused. <laughs> he stood there for a minute, and then he went to the showers. Said, well, this didn't work. I believe work. I saw he got in the showers and then got on the bus. Like, didn't wait around. Like, it was like, well, I don't know where everybody went, so I guess I'll just uh, head out. Like, he left. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, who was it? James Harden, Chris Paul, Trevor Ariza? Yep. Yep. Uh, went through... A secret hallway into the Clippers locker room, which I believe I've also heard Jeannie Buss say recently, like, there's more than one secret hallway. It's like, I'd love to know more about that. It's also setting us up for season two. (laughs) Pretty excited about the cliffhanger. Uh, So they snuck into the Clippers locker room and were like, Rivers and Griffin, come out here, Um, which I don't think either did. And someone called the cops. The cops were called. It was Austin Rivers. Probably. Hiding in a locker. 100%. (laughs) He had so much to say during the game. And then they're like, come fight about it. And he was like, this is the NBA. We don't do that. I'm calling the cops. We just use our words. We just use our words. Uh, That was my favorite moment. Sure, you could have moved any of those around, but I don't think we missed any big moments. No, I don't. I'm, you were very thorough. The only thing that could top a lot of these, and it was an off season, it wasn't during the season, but was the year with the with Mark Cuban driving around, and then he had his little Cyberdust app. Mm. All that, everything about that off season was it was kiss my fingertips like a chef. So that's a yeah. That's my, it's a, been an incredible season and I just wanted to make sure going into the finals that you guys are remembering every beautiful moment of fleeting but insane craziness. What a wonderful season. Thank you, NBA players. Thank you, all of you. And those of you who aren't contributing to the content, just gonna need you to step it up sooner than later. Yeah. Okay, Katie, I will. Fine. Oh, you were talking to the NBA people. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's funny, that was... Dom. Hey. Was it? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right, uh, we're coming to the end of the podcast. We've got another, today's podcast also brought to you by SeatGeek. Oh, yeah. And I'd like to tell you all about SeatGeek and the details pertaining to it as a company. And I will, as soon as Dop lets me know how he would like me to do that. 
So I was uh, in the Air Force for a minute. What? Oh, yeah, I know. No. I, I was a troop at one point. I respect you. <laughs> you were a troop. Yep. And, I respect uh, you as a troop and as a friend sometimes. I think, hey, I appreciate that. I'll take Keep that right always. now. Friend sometimes. I want to hear you do an ad read like you're my drill instructor from basic training. This will go well. Give me an example. What was his name? Uh, may I actually, my or drill instructor name. was well, a female. I'm sorry. Or <gasps> yeah, <laughs> it was. I was a, it was a flight full of dudes. The yeah. female flight instructor. Yes, That's amazing. Couldn't be a basketball team though. Uh, it was sarcasm, folks. <laughs> what? It, what was her name? I don't want to. I don't want to give you her actual That's name. Just... I, as I asked it, I'm like, eh, maybe we don't call out uh, service yeah. members. Yeah, but we'll just say. Why don't we say um, Sergeant Smith? Sergeant Smith. Yeah. And could you give me an example of? Uh, how she talked because I've never been. I know it's misleading. I've never been in the military. Sure, You've never been a troop. I have an incredible amount of respect for the troops, and that may come off as like, oh, I, she must be troop. She must troop. <laughs> she must be a troop. A yeah. troop podcast. Yeah. Um, but she. But I'm not. So if you could just give me like an example of how they speak. Drop and give me twenty, Dop. Or it was. Could you do that? Twenty. Yeah. yeah right. Twenty was. Stop it. Was tough. He ran a mile in like four minutes. Do Can't you remember this? Up. That's uh, the worst bet I've ever seen you make. Don't look at me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, you can't look at me. <laughs> a ten hut. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event, which you would know if you weren't such idiots. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or need to get the perfect gift, what you're not doing is making your damn beds the right way. But if you're gonna do those things, use SeatGeek, because they help you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Do you hear me? There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person. And SeatGeek would get you closer to the action for a great value if I ever was gonna let you leave here. You sorry excuses for airmen! Daniel Dopp, drop it, give me 50! Make it 60! Google it! Somebody had to drill it into him. <laughs> SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever! And wouldn't you just love that if everything were easier? Cause you're a bunch of pampered little babies! You're not gonna last a minute out there! But if you want minutes, they save you time! Seeking does! <laughs> and money! Which you'll never have, you lazy pieces of sh- <laughs> By searching multiple ticket sites for you to compare prices and find amazing deals! <laughs> SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats within your budget, just like we grade you based on how good you are at making your bed. Dop, you're in hundredth place, and there's only 50 people here. <laughs> and every purchase is fully guaranteed, just like your failure, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence, something you'd normally know nothing about. Best of all, you little pieces of sh- so Are they allowed to curse at you? Yes. Oh, they can do whatever they oh, want. Oh, yeah, they can do whatever they Man, want. Man, what a nice 
You pieces of sh- get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code NOLAN today. That's promo code N-O-L-A-N. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase, you're welcome. You've done nothing to deserve this. You're pathetic. Stop is now on th- his third wow. push-up at this point. <laughs> that got personal. <laughs> that took me back. That hurts. I'm not going to lie. How do they do that? <sighs> How do they yell like that all the time? I, I got to be honest. I didn't have any genuine anger. You were great on the podcast today. Oh, normally, thanks. that would have been fun for me. But this one was like, oh. Try to remember how mad you were when he never looked up that Allbirds thing for weeks. <laughs> Shout out Camille. Shout oh yeah, out to Camille. I should find. We should finally do that. I tried yeah, to tweet you her. You should. Camille you should apologize to one Camille's of our ears. In- incredible listeners. Camille gave me all the info from yeah. the beginning, and, and I what just, did you do? I just didn't. Well, what did you do? You pretended you looked it up. I didn't know. Well, I did. I I also looked it up. I, I to be honest, I honestly didn't see it, but it doesn't make a difference. It's still negligence on my part, and Camille. Much smarter than I am. So thank you, Camille, for this. Hopefully Don't you're be still condescending. Listening. She knows she's smarter than That's you. That's not condescending. Oh. <laughs> Top, do we have time for another voicemail? I guess so. Hi, Katie. This is Clay from Florida. I just have a quick question. Um, why do you only reply to mean tweets on Twitter? But when people, like, you know, Photoshop your face on LeBron James and say you're the LeBron James of ESPN, like I did, um, you don't even reply to, like, those. I just wanted to get your take, and I love all you guys, especially Ashley, because I'm an Eagle fan. Uh, love you, Nina. Oh. I'm sorry. I will take it. He said, especially <laughs> Ashley. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, because we like the same team. Oh. I will take it. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Oh. Uh, hello, Clay. First of all, I surely would have tossed a favorite on a tweet of me photoshopped on LeBron James. Uh, I didn't see that, first of all. Second of all, uh, look, I can tell you why I don't always reply to nice tweets. And that's because, have you ever seen somebody who retweets all their compliments or replies to all their compliments with thanks? It's just, uh, it feels to me very like, yeah, definitely. And I know that's not what it is. But it doesn't feel interesting to me for someone to constantly be talking about how much everybody likes them. Um, it's easier to, like, it's more cathartic, I guess, to dunk on somebody who says something mean but also spells the words they say wrong. <laughs> or, like, you know, somebody calls me out on something that is entirely inaccurate and defending myself. It, it, it just makes more sense to me. It can be funnier. Um I would say, like, when when people send me nice tweets, I usually favorite them, especially if they're funny. If they're just like, you looked pretty today, like, I'm a, that would be weird for me. I, I don't know. Um, the, maybe the reason I didn't reply to yours about the the LeBron James ESPN is because, like, there's, like, really talented people who work here, and I don't think, I don't agree with you. It's very nice of you to say, but it would feel like a, yeah, that's right, I think I'm better than everybody I work with. It's probably not a great thing to get out into the universe as when I just started working here. Uh also not true. So there's a bunch of reasons. But I would say, like, what you should know is, like, I see them and they give me a nice little vacation from the bad stuff. Uh, and they give me, like, the strength and the, like, oh, cool, I got these people behind me to, like, go, go, uh, you know, dunk on a, a person who's being a jerk to me. So they're not, like, I appreciate nice tweets. It's just not very interesting when someone gives you a compliment and you say thank you and they say you're welcome. And it's like, well, that was weird. I don't know. It's like, maybe this is a flaw for me. 
Maybe it's a flaw of mine. Because when somebody on, on, on Facebook, let's say it's your birthday and you know you get all those posts, whenever I see someone go back through, like all of them or write thanks on them, it's like, okay, man, they just wrote happy birthday on your, on your wall. You don't have to personally thank each person. It, it feels like it means less because you're thanking everybody all the time instead of like, you know, and I just don't want my Twitter to become, especially now that like replies show up in people's feeds and stuff. I don't want my Twitter to be a bunch of me being like, thank you so much. You totally agree. Maybe like one a week. Yeah. I have replied to some nice people and I reply to funny people. They're not always mean. They're just usually interesting or they tee me up to say something funny or interesting. But if it's just like a compliment, I appreciate it so much and I need them. I need them to <laughs> breathe compliments, but I just don't think it's good Twitter content to be like, you're right. I'm cool. When you comment on somebody, especially on Instagram, when you comment on something and then you see that that person liked it and then you go and look back at the photo and they have liked all the other 18 yeah, people's comments, it's just like, all right, well, I don't care yeah, anymore. Kevin Durant, just like the comments. <laughs> Stop hitting like by accident. So I hope that answers your question, Clay. But if I'm going to, I'm going to search for his tweet now just because maybe I want to like print that out and put it in a frame and hang it up in my room or allegedly. <laughs> I think that's it for the podcast. Nice and quick one today, right? Oh, so fast. So fast. Um, that's it for this week's edition of Sports. Shout out to all of our sponsors, Quip, Black Tuck, SeatGeek, and Straight Talk Wireless. Thank you all for listening. Feel free to do it again later. You know, I you got time. I checked your calendar. You're not busy. You have that thing with you-know-who. But let's be honest, you were looking for a reason to cancel that. So <laughs> here it is. Got to listen to a podcast a couple times. If you're enjoying this weekly roller coaster ride with your three best friends be sure to let us know by rating and reviewing wherever you're listening to podcasts we see the reviews and man you guys are funny uh like this one from cd wilco 33 which was called this is a review of sports he wrote ashley this is a great podcast i can't stop listening to it so i decided to leave it for review <laughs> it's a great review except you made a pun out of everybody's name except mine Hmm. That's fine. I'll be. I'm fine. I am. De- I'm coping. I'm handling it. It doesn't bother me. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail for next podcast, or maybe the next time we do an all voicemails podcast, you can do that at eight six zero five zero six five five seven one. Is that everything? Did I say everything? I think so. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm missing something. Say goodbye, Doc. Bye. Say goodbye, Ashley. Bye. Bye. Love you. Mean it. Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. And that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash Nolan today to get free shipping on your order, plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash Nolan to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash Nolan.